0: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of a -A Pack-A-Day Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz and I will be your host for today and... Some actual Packers-related news, not necessarily what you would consider good news, but something nonetheless. We did get official confirmation now yesterday that all of training camp, all of the preseason and family night in Green Bay this season, no fans in attendance, which would mean that there's no bike rides this year for kids from the players. Um, Family night, obviously, if you've been, you know what it's like. Um, That's a very cool night for a lot of Packer fans. It's a a lot of fun. If you haven't gone, uh, put it on your list of something to do with the Packers in the near future. Family night is very fun. I've been a handful of times. Um, But none of the preseason, family night, training camp, all without fans this year. So a little bit of a bummer there. Um, I know Jacob, Maggie, I know you guys both agree with me on that. Uh, Jacob was mentioning that just, you know, just being able to go and sit at a training camp, you know, it's something that we've kind of taken for granted. And, I mean, obviously up until this point we've had no reason to think otherwise. Um, The last six months have given us, you know, reason to think differently. But um, just not being able to do any of that, you know, it's – lots of teams do it but it feels much different here in Green Bay with the fact that you know some of you listening right now might be an owner Jacob I know that you're you're a partial owner of the team yes that's correct no why do why did I think that you were a partial <laughs> owner anyway but I mean that's just something that the Packers have as a special connection with their community not being able to have it this year um Bit of a bummer. Also kind of puts out there, what does that mean for the regular season, you know, to be determined. Um, Hopefully, we'll be able to have some fans at games, and at this point, I mean, if I'm being honest personally, I'm hoping that we just have games. Um, Fans are not in the stands. I'm just hoping to have something, but um, nonetheless... uh, no fans for until, what, at least September. So, if you're planning on coming to Green Bay before September to see anything Packers-related, you might be a little disappointed. So, um, But we're not going to spend the whole show talking about the sadness of no fans in Green Bay. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about the running back room today. Um, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, both in the final year of their rookie contracts, and... Running back is an interesting position around the NFL. Lots of people say don't pay them. And so that brings in Aaron Jones. And part of the reason why we're talking about it is, if you haven't heard yet, um, many consider Derrick Henry to be, if not the best running back in the league, one of the top running backs in the league. And he recently just got paid yesterday, four-year, $50 million deal, which makes him... Let's see, the fifth highest paid running back in the league now behind Christian McCaffrey, who makes $16 million a year now with his new extension. Ezekiel Elliott, second at $15 million a year. Le'Veon Bell, he's still third on this list? Mm-hmm. All right, well, I guess Le'Veon Bell making $13 million a year, and then uh, David Johnson making $13 million a year. Derrick Henry now making $12.5 million a year. It's a lot for a running back, a lot of people say, but that's what we're talking about because the reality is Green Bay at the end of the 2020 season is going to have a tough decision to make. Do you bring back Aaron Jones? If so, how much are you going to pay him? He's considered now to be one of the better running backs in the league. Um, so given the contracts that you currently have, how much can you pay him? Should you pay him? And then do they bring back Jamal Williams? Now, granted, Jamal Williams probably won't be nearly the asking price that Aaron Jones might be, but nonetheless, it's, you know, running backs have been getting paid recently, but we've also seen the likes of Todd Gurley. He got paid, and then things went downhill pretty quick for him afterwards. So um, with that, we'll bring it in. Maggie, I'll start with you. Looking at the running back room, I mean – Aaron Jones, he's been great, and you guys know he's one of my personal favorites on the team. I just like having a running back that you know, can actually run for more than 1,000 yards in a season. But um, Aaron Jones, I mean, are we talking? Is he worth $12.5 million a year for the next four to five years? So
1: I think a lot of this ends up going back to – the Packers drafting A.J. Dillon. And I know that they're two very different-styled running backs, but I think if the Packers were willing to shell out that kind of money on a running back, they would not have drafted a a running back so early. I think that they're doing this as an insurance policy where we know that there's mutual interest on both sides. Aaron Jones has said he wants to come back to Green Bay. Green Bay has expressed interest in getting a long-term deal done. But because this market is so crazy and this 2021 class has a lot of really good names hitting the market. If Aaron Jones has his numbers, you know, pushed way up and the Packers are kind of tight with cap space right now, looking at guys like Kenny Clark, David Bakhtiari, Kevin King, Corey Lindsley. So if they're unable to bring in Aaron Jones Now they have their insurance policy, and I know that he is one of your favorites. Jamal Williams, obviously, is one of my favorites. I don't see Aaron Jones getting a $12 million-a-year deal from Green Bay. I just don't think that the cap will allow them to do that, even if the Packers maybe did want to make that happen.
0: Well, and, you know, cap room is one of the, you know, it's, well, the leading thing in it. But, you know, Jacob, when we talk about cap room and, you know, what are the odds – I mean, so it – it doesn't seem like Green Bay would be, like Maggie had pointed out, based on their drafting of A.J. Dillon, that they're probably not going to be giving $12.5 million. But when you start looking at Aaron Jones and the mutual interest that we know that both sides have, what do you think is a – if Green Bay was going to give him an extension of, say, four four years, we'll just say that that would be the number of years for the contract, in order for it to make sense for – the Packer's side of things, maybe not necessarily Aaron Jones' side of things, but for the Packer 's side of things, like what are we like what is the kind of rough estimate ballpark that he can expect for something that would be something Green Bay would be willing to pay him uh,
2: What I would start with is I know this has become a bit of a cliche, but the the Austin Eckler contract from the Los Angeles Chargers, I think is about perfect for from the standpoint of you can keep a dynamic player like Aaron Jones. This is kind of where I fall on all that stuff because I know social media is a great thing sometimes. And sometimes it, it leads to a lot of groupthink. And essentially what happens is you know, you get these taglines of running backs don't matter or never pay running backs. And I don't buy that a hundred percent of the way. Uh now that being said, I, I I'm not giving – I'm not drafting a running back like fourth overall like the Cowboys or the Jaguars or teams like that have done in recent memory. But I'm also not completely disregarding the fact that he's a good player. And if you have a good player, you should figure out a way to keep them on a way that makes sense. The Austin Eckler contract is about that threshold for me because if running backs don't matter, then it doesn't matter if you replace Aaron Jones with Jamal Williams or Tyler Irvin or an undrafted free agent. I mean – I understand the thought process is that you can find a back anywhere. And Aaron Jones is kind of the, the story for that. It's kind of strange how if Aaron Jones wants a big contract, he himself is kind of the reason for why not to give that kind of contract out. If you guys remember, the year that Eddie Lacy left as a free agent, the Packers were left with Ty Montgomery and nothing in their backfield. A lot of people thought Eddie Lacy was going to be back. He went to Seattle. Uh, and has not played in the NFL since uh, that season what the Packers did instead of signing a running back like every year they get connected to Adrian Peterson and I almost can't wait for him to retire one because he's really good and tortures the Packers and two so I don't have to hear that stupid storyline every offseason but what they did was they drafted Jamal Williams Aaron Jones and Devontae Mays they hit on two of those three running backs I know a lot of people I don't want to say don't like Jamal Williams, but they kind of bemoan him being on the field as much as he is. And I understand that to some degree, but he's a good player. He's one of those guys that you like him on your team. He's good at everything, even if he's not great at anything necessarily, like Aaron Jones is. So to answer your question, Nick, that's where my line in the sand would be is right around that Eckler contract. Maybe you give him a little bit more because, of the market and inflation and all kinds of cap economic stuff that I'm not smart enough to understand, but that's right around where I would be um, because he is a good player. And if you have a good player, you should figure out if there is a way to keep him. Now, that being said, Maggie mentioned some of the people that um, are in line for an extension, David Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark, as far as I'm concerned, if the Packers sign those two guys, and that means they can't sign, Kevin King, Corey Lindsley, and Aaron Jones, so be it. Uh, that's that's a sacrifice that I am more than willing to make because from a positional value standpoint, obviously they play more important positions. And from a player standpoint, no disrespect to Aaron Jones, but Bakhtiari and Kenny Clark, when we did our top five Packers, both of those guys made that list and Aaron Jones didn't. So they're better players at more important positions that's the discussion they need to have now we'll get to what i think will actually happen here coming up shortly but yeah i would definitely draw a line in the sand with aaron jones and say this is what we're willing to do are you willing to do that if not then i mean god bless aaron jones i hope he gets paid um i just hope that it's not the packers who do it if that's the case
0: all right, well, and just for anyone that might not be aware of the contract for Austin Eckler that you're talking about, he signed a four-year, $24.5 million contract in the offseason. So that kind of gives you an idea of where Jacob is coming from with the numbers, um, if you're unaware of that. but then, So that then brings us to the other guy in the room jamal williams um green bay obviously drafted aj Dillon, who we presume if things work out he'll be in green bay for the next four to five years at a minimum uh but maggie if green bay decides to pass on aaron jones um obviously then you start thinking okay well what does that mean for jamal williams and uh i you know jacob had mentioned that you know Jamal Williams, while he may not be, you know, he's good at a lot of things, even if he doesn't particularly excel at one particular thing, uh, what does Green Bay do with him in the offseason? And, again, you know, a lot of this is speculation because some of it depends on how well he plays in 2020. Does he get hurt? Um, But if we assume all things to be status quo of what we've seen from him, does Green Bay bring him back just as a way to have another – guy in the room that way that you don't go into 2021 with a first year or a second year running back at that point with A.J. Dillon and then question marks left around the the room? I mean, what do you do with the, the running back room at that point with Jamal Williams?
1: I think, personally, if Aaron Jones ends up pricing himself out of Green Bay, even if that's not his intent, if the market is just too rich for Aaron Jones, it definitely wouldn't surprise me to see the Packers re-sign Jamal Williams because – you know, Jacob talked about the, an Austin Eckler contract. That's not what Jamal is going to get on the market. And if he does, he should go immediately because that would be fantastic for him. But I don't think it's something that will be offered uh, because he's just that kind of rotational player. He's not really the starter or the star in any offense. You don't really game plan around him, even though, like Jacob said, we talked about he's a very solid, reliable football player. I personally like him the best as a pass catching back. He's got great hands. I think we'll see a lot of that in 2020 with the trio, but I think he he kind of reminds me right now of like a Mercedes Lewis contract where he might get a couple million to stick around for another year or two. And he'll just be that reliable presence in the room and that insurance policy where, He's not going to break the bank, but he could be the Tremont Williams, Mercedes Lewis, late signing in free agency after kind of the initial craze dies down and we see what the rest of the market value looks like.
0: Well, and then that brings us just to the idea of, Jacob, running backs, as you had kind of talked about with the the slogans that you find on social media of don't pay running backs, um, you know, whatever the, the slogan might be. But, I mean, you know, you see a lot of, you know, I I and I guess I shouldn't say a lot, but I mean, there's kind of that cautionary tale of we saw what happened with Todd Gurley. The Rams paid him and then it immediately just the contract was rich. He was worn down with some injuries um Obviously, running back is an important position on the field, but the reality of the league is it's a passing league. You're paying Aaron Rodgers, what, like it's roughly $30 million a year at this point, if not more than that. Um, just based on the fact that, you know, running backs, are, especially someone like Aaron Jones, who's not the biggest athlete on the planet. I mean, you look at him compared to Derrick Henry, who's a monster. Um, You know, someone like him getting hit that many times. I mean, are we just looking at a kind of a league right now where part of the reason why you don't pay running backs is because they get hit so often. And it's probably on offense the least protected position. You know, you can't hit the quarterback high. You can't hit him low you know, with the pass interference rules, but there's really not a whole lot of protection anymore for running backs. Are we just getting to a point where running backs just, while they're important, their shelf life just for the physicality of the game just isn't as long as other positions in the NFL?
2: Correct. And you can also, there's just so many of them. I mean, I, we just mentioned Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Those guys were guys drafted in the fourth and fifth round. There are a lot of guys like that that aren't. Raheem Mostert and Damian Williams were the starting running backs for last year's two teams that played in the Super Bowl. Both players were undrafted free agents. Phillip Lindsay is a top contender for the rushing title his first two years in the league, an undrafted free agent. I think in general, some of the stuff you talked about certainly matters, but the fact that Tyler Irvin is getting snaps on the Packers offense. And they literally found him in the Dewan Harris was a used car salesman. That was Aaron Rodgers' favorite thing to call him, was the used car salesman. And he was the Packers' starting running back on a playoff team. A team that could have gone potentially to the Super Bowl if they could stop Colin Kaepernick. I mean, honestly, if that if that's possible. And Aaron Jones is a good example of this as well. Again, a fifth-round pick, we're talking about a success rate that's very low. You hope they're special teamers. And somebody, I think it was Andy Herman, and forgive me if that's not who it was because I'm going to give Andy credit, but I'm not uh, sucking up either. But Andy is the one I'll give credit for this, was said three of the last four years, I think the Packers have taken three players at one position on day three. This year it was offensive linemen. It was wide receivers two years ago and it was running backs the year prior to that. What they're doing when they do that is throwing three darts and hoping they hit on one. Uh, They hit on two running backs. Remains to be seen if they've hit on any of those wide receivers that we just talked or that we've been talking about all offseason. And obviously we'll see on the offensive linemen as well. This is their rookie season. But there are just so many running backs. And another guy that we didn't even talk about. Ty Montgomery was a starting running back on a team that played for an NFC championship game, and he was drafted as wide receiver. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why the running back market is the way that it is. And I understand the frustration coming from players that play that position because basically your shelf life is you come in, they beat you up for four or five years. You probably don't get that big second contract. There are a few who do. Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Zeke Elliott, players like that. Some of them do. A lot of you don't, and you're signing one- to two-year contracts after that. I mean, you mentioned a few guys. Nick, Todd Gurley, big contract, playing for a new team. David Johnson, big contract, inexplicably traded (laughs) for DeAndre Hopkins. God bless Bill O'Brien. And Devontae Freeman, uh, looking for a new team. He was given a new contract just, I think, two years ago. It's an actually – you teed this up for me. This is why you're a good friend. You didn't even do that on purpose. But I wrote an article on – You hear that, everyone?
0: He called, he called me a friend after <laughs> after the way last week went. But continue, Jacob. Thank you, Nick. Um, I wrote an
2: article after the draft and after that news surfaced that the Packers were – had mutual interest in extension for Aaron Jones. And those were the three examples I cited was those were guys that signed big contracts as running backs – Two years later, they're playing for different teams or in Devontae Freeman's case, not playing for a team at all. And I'll be willing to bet you two Uh, years from now, Derrick Henry's contract is basically a two-year deal. It's very likely that he's playing for somebody else two years from now. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, it's possible that he's playing for someone else two years from now. They basically based their entire offense around him, so I don't know how he hasn't gotten hurt yet, but God bless him. I hope those guys do well, but I mean, the reality it just is what it is, and the numbers are overwhelming. It's why, you know, Melvin Gordon held out; he legitimately lost. Le- Le'Veon Bell got less money than he would have. The list goes on. I can ramble about this all day long, but there's a lot of reasons for the running back market to be the way that it is now. It just it's unfortunate for those guys, but that is how it is. So, moms of boys, make your let your son play wide receiver or cornerback or <laughs> let him eat and become offensive linemen. Offensive linemen are it's that's a great position.
0: All right. Well, uh, real quickly before we wrap up, we're going to get to Maggie's scenarios uh, that she suggested. We'll get to those in just a second, but just to give you kind of an idea of what this 2021 free agent running back class uh, is going to look like, um, I would imagine these names that I'm going to read here will at some point be have a new contract, but um, – uh, Alvin Kamara is going to be a free agent, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Philip Lindsley, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Kenyon Drake, and Kareem Hunt. Um, so you've probably recognized to some extent all of those names that I just read there. There's plenty more where that came from. That doesn't. That's not an all-inclusive list here. It's just uh, a, a quick small list that I was able to bring up. But um, uh, So it's... it's there's quite there's going to be quite a lot of talent in the 2021 free agent uh uh free agent class for running back and I hate to say it but I think Aaron Jones is going to be among those players that'll be looking for a new team but um uh, real quickly before we wrap up, Maggie had brought up uh, four different scenarios of what we think will be the case for the Packers' running back room uh, in 2021. So I'll go through uh, all four of them real quick so you know what they are, um, and then we'll we'll each kind of give our thoughts on what we think it'll look like. So for 2021, will it be Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and a draft pick from 2021? Uh, scenario number two is A.J. Dillon, Jamal Williams, and a draft pick from 2021? Uh, scenario three is the current three on the roster, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, or scenario number four is A.J. Dillon and then two draft picks from 2021. So, Maggie, your your pick of what you think the, the running back room is going to look like next year.
1: This will probably change as the season progresses and we kind of see how the market shapes up. But um, if you're a running back, I think you want to get your contract on early uh, because the longer that you're waiting – And the the earlier that you're approaching free agency, um, that kind of might skew where you end up. But right now, and I don't know why this is, my gut says that it'll be Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and a draft pick. I think that the Packers will find a way to make some cap space for Aaron Jones. I don't know if they would have started talking with him and negotiating a contract Um, if that weren't the case. I think that... You know, Kenny Clark will still get signed for sure. But I just feel like Aaron Jones is going to stick around with the Packers. They drafted A.J. Dillon as the bruiser. And then, like Jacob said, they've had success in the middle rounds finding um, supplementary talent to kind of round out the back half of the roster, even like Tyler Urban. So I think that's my my thought right now is Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and the draft pick.
0: All right, Jacob, of the four scenarios, what do you think that's going to look like in 2021?
2: I tend to agree with Maggie. I think there's too much smoke. When you hear about, when you hear a team, when's the last time the Packers have ever had mutual interest in a contract with a player and not signed that player? It's the same reason everybody yesterday was freaking out because Chris Jones signed his contract, so now the Packers are going to let Kenny Clark walk. Write it, screenshot it, print it, <laughs> record it, send it to Old Takes Exposed. Kenny Clark is going to be a Green Bay Packer. They have when have the Packers ever let a promising young player walk that has been an elite starter for them? So no, Casey Hayward doesn't count. He became an elite player after the fact, for example, that's never happened. And players they prioritize get signed. Kenny Clark has won, but you asked me about the running back. So mutual extension about Aaron Jones or mutual interest for an extension of Aaron Jones. I just think there's too much, too much smoke for there to not be some fire. Eventually. I think that, uh, He's a really good player that's really important to this offense, so I think they'll get something done. Obviously, A.J. Dillon will be involved. And they have, like, three or four comp picks that should be coming their way this next offseason. So they could draft one or two guys, and like Maggie mentioned, somebody like Tyler Irvin, maybe it's not him specifically. but And you never know what undrafted free agent's going to show up in camp and potentially become a darling as well. So, yeah, I think Jones is around. I think uh, Jamal Williams will be wearing a star on his helmet this time next year. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't like it any more than you do. It makes perfect sense. Mike McCarthy loves Jamal Williams, and it makes perfect sense. He fits McCarthy's offense really well, considering his fast-cutting ability and passing game ability in general.
0: Well, we didn't plan on this, but I tend to agree with both of you. Um, and part of the reason why we've talked about this already, it really seems like Matt LeFleur is building this offense to be a running offense. and. Chill chill no he's not well well oh, okay well okay then then based on the argument though that right now we're looking at the wide receiver room which is Devontae Adams and then a whole lot of unproven talent it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. that you would get rid of arguably your second-best offensive weapon after don't this season. I disagree,
2: but, Nick, you're saying they're building around a running game, and you're talking about a general manager that, within the last time frame, has tried to acquire Robbie Anderson, Emmanuel Sanders among Allen Robinson, paid Jimmy Graham. Granted, that was with Mike McCarthy, but nonetheless, no. The well, points t- will well, not overpay for a wide receiver. That's the deal. Yes. They tie everything to the running game because that's the Shanahan offense which is what LeFleur is running, but Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback, and they just drafted a quarterback in the first round. You right, do okay.
0: The, like, so, here. well, I, I should have then been a little bit more clear. Yes, you are correct, but I guess my overall point is the offense right now is running through it mostly it seems like two players in Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, and I – I don't see unless you have an explosion of other players really stepping up this coming season, it doesn't seem to make sense to walk from one of your two best offensive players. So, And, again, like you had said, Jacob, you know, mutual interest in Green Bay usually means that um, contracts get done. And the other thing, and now granted, this doesn't necessarily mean that they would bring somebody else in, but Green Bay is notorious for having – like 50 of the 53 guys on the team being players that they've drafted uh they don't typically replace a whole lot through free agency um so just another reason to think that 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 deal will get done so um well that is all the time we have for today real quickly maggie jacob before we wrap up people want to follow your work get in touch with you maggie how can they do that
1: you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. I write two articles a week for Cheesehead TV, and I also podcast with Perry Goldstein on the Packs What She Said podcast.
0: Great. And, Jacob, if people want to follow you, get in touch with your work, how do they do that? You can follow me at Jacob Westendorf. As Maggie
2: points out, the only reason really to do that is for pictures of my daughter, uh, and I do have quite a quite a few of those. Uh, you can follow my work at Packer Report 66, and I think there will be a game on soon.
0: All right. If, if I'm supposed to know what that means, that went way over my head. So, um, anyway, thank you everybody so much for listening. Thank you for putting up with uh, uh, Jacob and myself, and then Maggie, as always, is America's sweetheart, as Jacob likes to point out. So, thank you for putting up with us for yet another week. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and as always, go pack, go.